The following program is rated MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. Green flag waving for the always exciting Sheldon Hutchill. He'll bounce the right rear off the wall in turn four. Lot one for Sheldon Hutchill. Quick time! Off turn four. Quick time! Ten, zero, three, zero. Second lap time for David is quick time! 15 0 2 2. Lap number one for Kyle Larson. Quick time! It's a 10 1 45. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Quick Time the Podcast. Je- Jason, Brad, and I are back after a ho- long holiday weekend. Guys, uh, how was your holidays? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. You know, stayed home. Uh, just, you know, just the family. Uh, saw the father-in-law for just a little bit um, outside and hung out there just a little bit. But we uh, stayed home, had a great dinner, a lot of presents. I got Steven. We got him some. He's kind of into magic. So he was doing some magic shows for us. And it actually... Uh, yeah, I mean, for a 10-year-old kid, it was kind of irritating. So it was a great, great holiday weekend. Well, we spent, the, uh, my wife and daughter and I spent the last eight days up in uh, Estes Park, Colorado and had a great time. The weather was pretty good. Two days, we had 75-mile-an-hour winds, and so there wasn't a lot getting done. But good hikes, good weather, some snow, um, yeah, real relaxing weekend. So we, had, we can't, I can't complain. It was a beautiful trip up there and always love Estes Park. Not a lot of people there right now. Um, due to the cold and the wind and the uh, COVID and stuff, but uh, it was a good, good trip. Yeah, I saw some photos you uh, tweeted out and you know posted on Facebook. It looks like it was a, a great time up there. The thing that pissed me off the most is we got a brand new minivan, a 2020, had less than 2,500 miles on it, and I pulled into this parking lot and it was jam packed with people that were staring at all these damn elk, and uh, there was a, a big pickup trying to back out and make room for other cars to get out so other people could park. So I'm squeezing over, and there's boulders that line the driveway. I fucking drilled one of them with my right front fender, and so now I got racing stripes on my right front fender of my minivan that's 2,500 miles on it is all. And, man, I was extremely mad. My wife and daughter were mad, and it was just a shit show after that. And, man, I was so mad. So I got to make a visit to my favorite body shop here and see what they can do because it's I'm not going to not get it fixed. Yeah, you sent uh, some. Uh, you sent me a message about it, and uh, all the nights after we record the podcast, you're like, "Oh, too hammered to bring this minivan, and I don't want to get any dings on it." <laughs> you go out to Colorado. I'm assuming completely sober. And, completely and sober. Put some racing stripes on that thing. Unbelievable! I was so so mad, and if there was a mic in that car, they they would people would have learned some different words that I've never said before, but. Uh, Oh, well, it's just paint. It can get fixed. So it's, it's going to get fixed once it warms up a little bit here and, uh, and just learn my lesson. And the damn thing has a 360 degree camera on it. So it showed every little area and it, and it talks to you more than any, uh, anything I've ever been to. So I can't believe something didn't beep or, or talk to me or something, but no, I sure, I, I, I messed up big and it's so frustrating. Yes. Oh, well. Speaking of getting things fixed, uh, I haven't told the story yet, but uh, on the podcast since we were gone last week, but I was driving the Mustang on the last one of the last nice days we had out here. And uh, somehow, some way, it threw a check engine code for a misfire, and it was for the uh, crank position, crankshaft position sensor. So I go to replace that, 
and somehow it took the harmonic harmonic balancer and the uh, the crankshaft pulley and snapped the bolt off inside the crankshaft. So I got that bolt out. Now we're just waiting on parts to see if any other damage was uh, <laughs> happened while while that little incident. Hopefully, it's just uh, a cheap, quick fix, and you can get that stang back out there. Yeah, hopefully, I don't want to pull the motor or anything. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. LS swap it. <laughs> LS bucket just LS swap everything is an LS, LS swap everything <laughs> so uh like I said we were gone last week but today on the program we are going to be joined by Flea Ruzak the uh the uh crew chief for the team ripper cars uh we're going to talk about his little chili bowl prep uh hear a little bit about uh his drivers and all that sort of good stuff and then also we're going to have um Matt Jewell, the new driver of the Casey's uh, General Store's uh, 2KS car out there at Knoxville. He's going to join the program. Talk a little bit about how that ride uh, came about and uh, kind of his plans for the uh, 2021 season. I'm kind of looking forward to that, both of them. I don't know a lot about Flea, but uh, uh, Matt Jewell, uh, I'm familiar with him and uh, got to watch him race. Uh, What did he win? Three races at I-80 two years ago in in 2019. Something like that. He earned a couple of those races, so uh, I'm kind of interested to see what he has to say, see where his career is going to be going next year, what to expect, and I want to kind of see if that 09 is going to still be sitting in the garage just in case there's a race that the 2KS doesn't want to hit, but uh, the 09 is going to be able to make it, so we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I'm excited to hear, and I'm excited to hear from Flea as well because uh, i just love to know what goes in on the uh, Chili Bowl prep and just to see, you know um, – you know, maybe the uniqueness of the chili bowl versus, you know, your ordinary midget race and just, um, and what it's going to be like working on, uh, you know, kind of what is like kind of being the crew chief for four cars. Yeah. Yeah. That just, that'd be an amazing, <laughs> I don't know how they keep organized, but they, they seem to figure it out. Yeah. It's, it's a four car team, which, you know, sounds like a lot, but it's not the 11 car team that, uh, KKM's bring into the chili bowl. Can you imagine how many people KKM brings to that that race just to keep all the cars rolling? That's, he's got to have an army of people there to help get that get everything organized and repaired and cleaned and fixed and tuned. And that's got to be an amazing outfit that they got to have everything organized and ready to go. Yeah, I it's amazing what some of these dirt track operations are becoming anymore. Oh, unbelievable! Yeah, no clue on how they how they do that. Also. Uh, Props to him, because uh, maybe Flea can kind of give us an idea about uh, what it's going to take f- with four cars. Yeah, definitely. Um, some news that dropped this morning. I guess it was this morning. It might have dropped last night. Yep. But I, I saw it this morning. Uh, sounds like uh, Shane Stewart, a uh, friend of the show, uh, is going to retire from driving, and he is now the uh, promoter. I want to say owner of what is it? Port City Raceway out in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah, uh, Port City. He's going to be co-owners with uh, Rudy and Racing. Um, um, Kevin Rudine and him come into an agreement and, uh, Shane's going to run it. He, he says he's never, you don't retire. Drivers don't retire. Um, but he also said that, uh, in an interview with sprintcarunlimited.com that, uh, he's not gonna, he's probably not going to race anymore. Uh, there might be a chance that if he can get in a top flight ride for a, a, a top flight program or a, a great race, a big race, he might jump in one, but, uh, um, he's, he said pretty much that his racing career is over. So, and it's completely understandable. His last couple of years have not been fun. Uh, you can just see the, 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 the pain and stress and disappointment in his face from time to time. 
Um, last year he won two races, which was awesome for him. Uh, it just piecing a, a schedule together, juggling everything. It, it, it you could see it was taking a toll on him, and it wasn't enjoyable for him anymore. He didn't really indicate any of that on our show um, a while back when he was there. But uh, but yeah, yeah, good for him that he's going to settle down back in Tulsa and, and run a run Port City, and it's a midget micro midget race um, racetrack. So uh, good for him. It, you know, he mentioned in the interview, too, he was kind of happy to get the family closer to home Yeah, and kind of sell down. And one thing I do remember, you know, he was having fun, but when we interviewed him, you could tell, you know, especially with our, you know, if you go back and listen to it, when we started talking about the family and family life and stuff like that, that's when he really lit up. And, uh, you know, those guys are just at that place. You know, Paul McMahon was the same, you know, similar, just kind of that settle down time and, and get back home. But he still wants to get back to racing, get to stay in it and uh I think he'll be. I think he'll be great. I think he'll be uh, a good deal. Um, I was reading kind of some of the history of this Port City. I mean, it's where like guys like Christopher Bell got their start. Uh, it's it's quite the micro track, and um, I'm I'm excited. You know, it's, it's Shane had a great career, uh, one at every level, and um, you know, I wish uh, nothing but the best for him. Their career, so that's 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 pretty impressive. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Port City a little bit, and. That track is actually was on my list of uh, races to go to this uh, past summer until the COVID situation hit everything. Uh, it's a hell of a micro track. Guys, you mentioned Christopher Bell, guys like Brady Bacon. I mean, even Shane's probably cut his teeth there. So there is a long list of talented uh, drivers coming out of that Tulsa, Oklahoma area with that poor city raceway. And who knows? Maybe they can breed uh, uh, sprint car drivers. Maybe the sprint car scene can start building back up in also um oklahoma that used to be a hotbed of, of sprint car racing over the 100 inches and so forth uh that used to be a hotbed but uh it's kind of just like nebraska it's kind of died down they don't have a lot going for them down there so hopefully maybe shane can build this up and and, and produce some uh, sprint car drivers out of out of oklahoma again yeah definitely yeah. so go ahead jason no go go right ahead no no, no. no just agreeing <laughs> no yeah, no no yeah, you can tell we did not rehearse this podcast by any means. <laughs> that's, that's right. It's live and unfiltered. <laughs> yeah, speaking of live and unfiltered, well, I'm doing something a little bit different with this. Uh, since we're all, you know, we're not all together right now. Uh, it's it's kind of shitty outside right now. We probably got, what, six to eight inches of snow dropped on us today. Yeah. So we're all kind of just kind of doing the Zoom thing. So I figured, you know, I might as well try this screen recording thing and maybe uh, throw this up on YouTube, see how it sounds and see how it looks. So, uh, yeah, obviously uh, – Trying, just trying different things with this podcast. Yeah, with uh, uh, me going to Colorado for eight days and BAU hitting a hockey game and so forth, I, I it just I think it's best to social distance. I got COVID tested today, and I'm completely fine. I have no symptoms or anything, but just to be on the safe side, I got COVID tested. So um, just being safe for now. So we'll, uh, we'll get through this and uh, see how it plays out. How many tests have you had so far? Five or six. Oh, I, I was not, I was thinking ten, twelve up there. So uh, you're 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 uh, uh, definitely below my. Uh, my well, um, starting January fourth, I'm going to be tested three days a week uh, for the rest of the semester because we're in season now, and part of the Big Ten policy is we got to get uh, tested three days a week, and uh, so there's going to be a buttload of testing going on with the the track team. Is it like the saliva test or you got to get yeah, impaled um, every day? It's going to be antigen testing. So they take a swab in the nostril, but it, they don't dig deep like, like the PCR test. So it'll, it's not, it's painless. It'll be quick and easy. You get your results in 15, 20 minutes. So it's uh, it's, it's going to be good and uh, we're going to be efficient with it, but uh, yeah, 
uh, we're going to try and start a little bubble, so to speak, and and get everybody tested and and uh, try to get through this indoor track season. And I'm not looking forward to it at all having three, four hundred people inside an indoor track area and be close together. And but it is what it is, and we'll we'll survive. So you're one of those privileged people that actually get a test. <laughs> Absolutely, anytime I want. <laughs> I'm, I'm a privileged guy just to get to stay home. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's what my wife's thinking. She's she's not in any hurry to get back to work. So uh, just like she said today, I, I didn't have to drive in this crap. So uh, um, there's something to be said about staying home and working. Hey, the the roads weren't too bad today. So I mean, I drove around and just fine. So they weren't too bad. You got you got a uh, little snow donuts in the parking lot, which we're fun to do. So absolutely, put my pickup in four wheel drive and get that Dodge Ram singing. That thing was sideways more than it was straight today. So uh, it was <laughs> fun to do. All right, so with that being said, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be joined back on the, when we come back by uh, Flea's Ru- Flea Ruzak. So if I could actually talk, we might get this, through this podcast. <laughs> so we'll be right back, everybody. guys welcome back to the show we are now joined on the phone by uh the crew chief and uh all around pretty badass dude on twitter i mean if you're, you need a good laugh or anything like that you make sure you give him a follow flea ruzak is joining the program flea man how are you doing tonight i'm good i'm good how are you guys doing i uh, can't complain just uh trying to stay warm there you go oh crap nope all right we're so good i just saw a bunch of error messages on uh on the uh the old uh 
uh, Zoom meeting that we're doing right now with, with the rest of our guys. Anything I'm anywhere, there's nothing but error messages show up. That's just that's just normal. All right, Brad, you got everything? Are you everything good? Ah, oh, shit! What the fuck's going on here? Here, yeah, yeah. You're coming through your computer now. Okay, I think everything good. There you go. All right, there you go. We, we in the work Back area already? We're broke down. Yeah, we, 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 yeah. we threw out the red flag already on this interview. <laughs> My goodness, man. <laughs> You guys got to do better prep. Yeah, we're 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 a low budget operation here. All right, <laughs> and by low budget I mean no budget. So it's typical mm-hmm. typical racer. I got you. I got you. That's where everybody starts. All right, you guys good? Still, I'm still getting the stupid error message. I'm good. I'm good. Okay, well, we're just gonna roll with to see what happens. So. Uh, Flea, <laughs> now that we're back, uh, back, uh, pushed off again and getting things going, uh, you got a big week coming up here with, uh, four cars rolling into the Chili Bowl. Uh, I'm a big, big Trey Grot fan. He kind of joined your team a little bit, uh, kind of halfway through the season with the Power Eye, uh, Power Eye series. So we're going to start with Trey, man. Uh, what's, what's, what are you kind of looking for with Trey, uh, and this Chili Bowl, uh, thing going on? Well, it started out like, um, <clears throat> Since I build cars for a lot of a lot of different customers and stuff, and then I run my own team, um, Trey started out running one of our cars for for another team, you know, and um, it ended up he just uh, was looking for something to do to finish out the year, and I had a car available, so so we put something together and we ran about the last eight or nine races together, and um, it, you know, just it takes a bit to to get used to somebody, you know, what what he likes, what he doesn't like, you know, what. Um, one driver might want three turns of something, and, and the other driver might only want a half a turn of something. So you kind of got to figure out what your doses uh, of stuff are. You know, when, when somebody says the car's too loose, you, you need to figure out what what their terms for too loose is. So, um, you know, we did that. We ran uh, we ran a couple of top fives at the end of the year, and we're pretty good. And we just put a new car together for him for the Chili Bowl. And actually, the graphics guy's here right now putting graphics on the car. Um, so... He's a good kid. Uh, him and him and Caleb, they're real, real good hard workers. They don't just show up and, um, you know, hop in the car when, when it's time to put the helmet on. I mean, they, they do maintenance on the car. I mean, they, they do a lot of things that help me out along the way also. So, um, you know, it's good to see somebody that, that appreciates an opportunity, have an opportunity. Yeah, definitely. Trey's always been one of those guys who's not afraid to get his hands dirty. And you mentioned Caleb there a little bit, and I've watched Caleb kind of grow and, kind of growing to his own a little bit kind of just started off you know as a, as a mud scraper now he's got to be one hell of a midget mechanic so i mean he, he man they stay after it and i really um uh, the first time i i really knew of anything um they sent me a text message i was in niagara falls earlier this year and i got a text message about one o'clock in the morning and trey had won his first race i believe it might have been out at garden city kansas yep and um you know that's one of the text messages at one o'clock in the morning that you're excited to see you know i was, I was pretty pumped up and then the first time I'd really met Trey, they were coming through town to do some racing and they needed to put a motor in their car. So they stopped by our shop and, uh, here was, you know, two, two 16, 17 year old kids. They had loaded a car without a motor and they, they, they bolted everything in themselves, you know, and, um, and me and Steve Reynolds just kind of stood back and watched that. And, um, like, man, that, there ain't very many kids like that that want to go racing that bad. So, um, they're good kids, man. They're hard workers, and, and like I said, I'm excited to go racing with them. 
Just so you know, Brandon there, he's, uh, he's probably Trey's number one fan, so uh, he's going to talk nothing but positive about Trey. And <laughs> I, I've, I've seen him race a couple times, but not, um, but not a lot. But uh, um, when you're looking for a driver to take over uh, your, your car, um, you mentioned how impressed you were with Trey and how they, they worked on the car. Do you have a preference? Does, do you want a driver that's hands-on, that, that gets involved, or is there limitations you want? I mean, I guess, what do you look really for? Really, what, what I look for um, a lot of times is I want somebody that's appreciative and shows that they, they want to do it. Um, I don't want somebody that, that um, you know, is not up looking at the track or, or trying to read the track or seeing what other drivers are doing. I don't want somebody that's just sitting in the trailer, uh, you know, on their phone all night. Uh, I want somebody that stays engaged, uh, focuses on the task at hand, uh, comes back to me and says, hey, I went and looked at the track and, and you know, it looks like they're running a little bit better here. Or, you know, I, w- I want somebody that's engaged in the program, not somebody that's just sitting there waiting for their time to go back out on the track again. Um, you know, I mean, we put a lot of a lot of work and effort into everything we do. And I want I want a driver that does the same thing. That's completely understandable with the money you got uh, invested in cars and so forth and, and time. Uh, it's, it's completely uh, uh, reasonable. Yep. When you have a, you know, multi-car team like that, how do you keep track of, you know, what each person sets? Is there a system you use or just kind of, is it just kind of feel getting to know guys, you know, when you, uh, so, you know, make those changes? So actually what we do, um, we do have a system. And I take the same two or three guys with me to the track all the time. And, um, you know, one guy will do, will do tires and fuel. That's his job. Another person uh, will make sure a lot of the other stuff done. If we need tires, you know, basically random stuff. We need tires mounted, make sure the engine heaters are plugged in, make sure the batteries are charged every time the car comes off the track. And then uh, usually me or a third person We'll do all the changes on the car as far as setup wise, springs or torsion bars, uh, stuff like that. So, so there's no confusion. Um, when I want something changed, I'll set a torsion bar, I'll hook it into the back of the roll cage and the person walking by, you know, Tommy usually he'll, he'll know, Hey, we're changing that torsion bar. Or if I set a tire at the left rear of a car, I mean, I don't, I don't need to say a word. I mean, it's, it's just a pretty, pretty efficient system. We've done it for a while. Uh, I have the same people that I've worked with for the last four or five years. So uh, we, we kind of know our place in the scheme of things. Nobody oversteps and there's nothing that's ever undone because somebody wasn't sure they did it. Everybody knows what their job is. Now, as far as the setup on, on taking care of three or four cars or whatever on a given night, uh, everything I do, I write on the car. So if I, if I do something on the left front cor- corner of the car, I take a Sharpie. I always have a couple of Sharpies in my pocket. And I'll actually write down what I did on that corner. Uh, if I change a gear, I'll write the gear on the back of the cage. I mean, I, if you walk around a car, there's all kinds of notes that probably won't mean much to the to just a, a person walking by. But I can walk up to any car at any time of the night and know exactly where it is, what stagger it has on it, how far the right rear tires are out, uh, what torsion bars are in it, uh, how many turns are in it, what setup blocks it's off of. I mean, I, I can walk up to any car. Um and tell you exactly where it's at at any time of the night. So it sounds, so that, like, it sounds like organization is the key to running this uh, multi-car team. Oh yeah, yeah. It's um, you can't you can't fumble over people. You can't have uh, one person thinking, well, it's the other guy's job. I mean, everybody knows their job. And, and at Chili Bowl, it, it's interesting we're talking about this because I, I get several people that message me. 
for chili bowl, seeing if we need extra help or anything like that. And it's not that I don't want to help, but you throw an extra person in there and it messes the whole thing up. So, you know, we just stick with the same three, three people all the time and, and everybody knows their place in there. And it's just a, it's an oiled machine and everything works fine. Yeah, definitely. sounds like that. It sounds like that. And, the- and even though you, you take a bunch of cars to chili bowl, you think you're busy. Well, you're not really busy. You know, you hot lap all of them on Monday, but then, you know, you just run one car a night and then Saturday gets busy again. But really it's, you're overstaffed, you know, for the Chili Bowl most of the week until Saturday comes. Yeah, is is that kind of the reason why you guys fired uh, Trey's dad, Matt Gropp? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Matt's actually, Matt, Matt's a good dude, man. He uh, he hops on anything. He's um, He'll do a little bit of anything. If you need something done on the trader, he'll, he'll take care of trader stuff. I mean, he's not above picking up a, a scraper or going to get food. or I mean, he's just, Matt, Matt's a good dude. I like yeah. being around him, too. Yeah, Matt's definitely and, a good And dude. usually, usually, you know, like when we, when we do stuff like that, we... Hey, I just need the driver. That's it. I don't need, I don't need the parents or whatever. You know, go go stay in the stands, kind of stay out of the way, because um, sometimes you'll end up with a situation where, you know, you'll see something on the track, and then you know the the kid will get out of the car or the driver will get out of the car, and you know they'll start talking stuff over with a parent, and the parent will almost talk them into something that really isn't happening with the car. So, you know, you're better off. Hey, just just drop the driver off, and that's it. You know, stay out of the way. Uh, go sit in the stands. Matt does kind of stay around the pits and stays engaged, but uh, he doesn't. He doesn't get in the way. Doesn't cause any problems, and and actually helps more than he hurts. So, yeah, I, th- um, I think that situation kind of is varies from driver to driver and parent to parent. But I've I've seen numerous times where the parents are actually a detriment to their kid. You know, moving up and whatnot. Most, most of most of the time, you know, I, I, I tell a lot of people, you know. If, if you're good at, at, at doing this stuff, then you wouldn't need me to, to do it for you or, or help you out or anything else. So, um, you know, stick to what you do. I'll stick to what I do, and the kid will stick to driving, and everybody should be happy by then. That kind of sounds like it goes across the whole board with uh, um, peewee football, Little League baseball, and all the cross. It's, it's the parents that are holding the kids back, not the kids. I, I've, I've never been in any of those situations. I mean, racing's all I've ever done. I've never played basketball. Um, there's a video somewhere uh, I got in a batting cage at Sucker Klossmeyer's house. I don't know, probably about four years ago. And, and it was, it was the ugliest thing you ever seen me trying to hit a baseball <laughs> a batting cage. Um, cause I'd never done that stuff, but, but I do know a lot of situations uh, in racing where, you know, people, and, and I'm guilty of this myself, you know, Hey, there's a driver I'd, I'd like to have, but there's so much baggage that comes along with it that it's just not worth it. So you, you just look right past them, you know, um, it, it's unfortunate, but it, it's, it's the landscape of, you know, what we, what we do. Um, you know, funding and all kinds of other stuff, you know, if, uh, you got to have sponsors and it takes money to get stuff up and down the road. And if you have parents that cause problems or start fights or, or get on social media and bad mouth stuff, I mean, it, it's, um, it's, uh, assassination by association, so to speak, you know, I mean, um, it all trickles down and affects you eventually. So, uh, there's some things you just kind of stay away from. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Uh, a lot of things turn politically, politically correct uh, in in that sense of it. But um, like I said, it's just the landscape of the world we live in right now. Yeah, kind of moving on to another one of your drivers that uh, is joining you with the uh, the Chili Bowl. Uh, I believe he was in a battle with Trey for the Rookie of the Year for the Power Eye uh, National Midget Series. Uh, Emilio Hoover, uh, what can you tell us about Emilio? I, I had a chance so, to see him a couple times earlier this year, and he, he looked like a, a kid that's you know getting – Getting in the hang of the midget. So Emilio, he um, 
he doesn't have a, a ton of racing background. Uh, they had a micro, and I don't know how many times you know they run their 600 micro, but uh, basically last year when I when I'd met them, um, they had a they have a midget, but they had a um, like an EcoTech or a Ford Focus engine or, or something like that in it, and um, it, it just had all kinds of problems getting it to run. And, and you'd see him at the racetrack, but the thing would hardly turn a lap. And um, his dad, with his business, he just got busy enough that, um, you know, he didn't have time to work on the stuff himself. He, uh, he's in a disaster restoration business. And, um, you know, like this year, he'd, he'd had uh, tornadoes that went through Chattanooga, Tennessee, and he was there, you know, taking care of business there. And then when the hurricanes uh, come through Louisiana uh, a couple of months ago, you know, he was, he was gone doing that, so so Emilio would kind of show up with his with his mom and and race, but Emilio didn't have a, a ton of experience, and sometimes that that's a little bit better uh, because you don't have any bad habits to get to get out of their system. You know, he's he was pretty fresh, so uh, we started off. You know, hey, let's let's make shows. You know, and um, he ran his uh, first race at Port City back in I think maybe April or May when we finally. Uh, with all the restrictions and everything, when we finally got to race, and uh, he come in from a feature, and I believe he ran seventeenth, if I remember right, and um, he was he was just flat wore out, and he said that's that's the first feature I've ever finished. That uh, was, um, and, and we fought that for for you know probably a good ten twelve nights, you know, up until maybe mid June. Uh, he was just getting tired, you know. He, he never had to deal with the the physical activity of, of racing for that long. So we got him on a, a personal trainer and a workout program, and and hey, kid, don't fall out of the seat tonight. And 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 then eventually his his strength and his stamina come up, and uh, he got where he needed to be. And now you know he was uh, towards the end of the year. I mean, a lot of times he was turning some of the fastest laps of the night, but we're only making three or four of those fast laps. So so now we've we've got him up to speed. We've got him to where he can finish the races. We got him to where he can make fast laps. Uh, now we just got to do, you know, 28 or 29 fast laps in a row. You know, I mean, uh, four fast laps don't, don't win a feature. Uh, at the end of the, the season, at the gold crown in Granite City, he actually um, won the heat race. And that was his first heat race win. And he had uh, several Keith Coons cars in the heat race with him. So uh, that was that was a kind of a big moment for him. And then uh, I remember looking through race monitor and he had the fastest lap of anybody in any heat race that night. So, you know, he was, he was fast. Then we go to the feature and he ran top three behind, I believe it was Buddy Kofoid and Meserol, And he ran third for, you know, probably about five or six laps. And I, he was, he was on them. He wasn't, they wasn't pulling him by any means. I mean, he was, he was there racing with them, but he just clipped the cushion uh, bad on the exit of, of turn two, which, uh, that's notorious there. I mean, it, it bites people every year and it just barely got him. And he ended up with a concussion and, um, got sidelined for, for three or four races, uh, dealing with that. And, um, that's kind of what, how he lost the rookie of the year deal for power. Eye. you know, he just, um, had to sit out and, and lost points doing that way. But, uh, at that point, you know, health was, was definitely worth more than, than a plaque at the end of the year, you know, for sure. Yeah, you kind of mentioned the Keith Coons cars there, and they don't run Power Eye too much. But when they when they do, do you kind of, as a fan, I, I always look at it as those are the cars to beat. Do you guys kind of hold those as as a, a team with a bunch of young kids? Do you kind of you know, hold I that think, as as they're the gold standard of midgets? You know, they they are. Um, 
you know, there's, there's a lot of really good equipment, but sustainably, you know, Keith's been on top for a lot of years. Uh, so I think that's the, the bar, you know, that, that a lot of people measure themselves off of. Um, you know, it, it he has he has a, a good advantage, and he's earned everything. You know, I mean, he, he started out with nothing himself and, and built everything he had on his own. Um, so so he he's basically, you know, deserves where he's at. But, um, you know, there, there's a lot of, lot of teams that, uh, you know, still have regular jobs, stuff like that. And, uh, you know, he has the, the benefit of, uh, you know, a bunch of full-time employees. And um, he runs, you know, basically, you know, a, a lot of us run full-time racing operations. Um, but that's all he has to focus on. You know, so um, he, gets, he gets a little bit of a benefit um, over some other teams that compete. But, um, like I said, it, uh, he, he's earned everything he's got. And, um, you know, he's definitely the bar that everybody measures themselves off of. So when you, when you go to the track and you beat you beat him uh, or, or you beat, you know, Tyler Courtney and even, even Chad Boat stuff's been really good here lately. Um, you know, you beat those guys, you know you've done something good. So, um, you know, coming up Chili Bowl now, um, what uh, what makes the Chili Bowl just unique? What, you know, as from maybe like a you – know, obviously the Chili Bowl is the Chili Bowl, but – what makes it unique, you know, from a crew chiefing point, you know, and a setup point, that kind of thing. I know you talked a little bit about, you know, kind of being overworked or underworked, you know, for a short time. But what what is so unique about the place, you know, as far as setup goes, race prep, the mentality, um, you know, or is it just like any other night, just a lot of nights together? It, it's it's kind of like any other night, um, really, from, from a setup point of view. Uh, we do have different tires that we run inside of there. Um, you know, that we can't run outside. We run, we run wider tires and, and, and a bigger tire, you know, obviously has a different spring rate than what you'd have outside. So you have to compensate for that a little bit. But uh, I think from a, from a crew chief point of view, you know, a lot of times you're, you're working with drivers for the first time, or maybe drivers you only work with once or twice a year. Um, so, you know, like, uh, like all uh, I run all for the last four years. Um, and, and last year, like it was really the first year that we was, we've always been good. Um, I think two years ago, two years ago, we was just barely, we was running third on the very last lap of, of the, of the A main on his prelim night. And he caught the cushion wrong and turned over and that put us in a D main. Uh, otherwise if he'd have made it another 75 feet around the corner, um, we'd have been locked into the A main, but it, it's just, just how it happened. But last year we've actually put a car on the track, and every time we put the car on the track, it was it was fast every time. It's like we finally found that sweet spot. We wasn't searching anymore. Like uh, everything was just we found what he wanted, and and you think, well, that took four years to do. Well, no, it actually was just four races because we've only ran four chili bowls together. Yeah. So so you know you, you try to build a, a notebook with with the driver, and, and like I said, find out what they like or what they don't like, and. Um, you know, sometimes it just takes a, a couple of years to do it. Um, but, but what I found on, on uh, Justin's car last year, you know, we put on, on Jesse Colwell's car also, and, and Jesse liked the same thing. So um, it seemed like we found a pretty pretty happy spot where, you know, to start off this year with. Kind of a, a little bit of a different question here. Um, what's the prep like for you? You're bringing four cars this year. Um, what's the prep like to make sure you have the parts you need, uh, the tires that you need. Uh, are you bringing two trailers? Uh, what's your prep like leading up to 
uh, what is it about a week before you head out to, to Tulsa? Yeah. So, so normally, I mean, uh, all the cars, we'll, we'll take all the cars apart after the end of the season. We'll, we'll cycle out old frames or chassis that, um, you know, might have, you know, 15 or 20 nights on them and, and usually build one or two new cars for the chili bowl. Uh, we'll hang new bodies and, and all that stuff on the cars, go through them, replace parts that have, um, you know, say, say rear end, you know, we might run, uh, 30 nights on a rear end and, and send it down the road and, you know, we'll, we'll go through our stuff, mileage out the parts that we don't need, put fresh stuff in and, and basically start chili bowl with, with either new cars or rebuilt cars. And, um, the, the thing, the thing that, that hurts a lot of people is you, you get to the end of the year and there's, I, I remember, you know, years ago, they like, end of September, early October. I mean, you were done racing and, and you had three months to get ready for chili bowl. Well, now yeah. the racing season runs all the way. I mean, we, we ran our last outdoor races, uh, I believe on like November, November 12th or 15th or something like that. And, um, we ended up, we didn't go out, uh, to California, uh, to run that stuff. But, you know, had we done that, I mean, we'd be racing all the way up until, you know, basically early, early December. Okay. And then, uh, in a normal year, we would have the PRI show, which, you know, you got to take three or four days off and go to Indianapolis and, and shake hands and, and, you know, talk to your suppliers and stuff like that. And then you would come back and you would have the gateway indoor race in St. Louis, which is like, uh, you know, the second week of December. And then you got Christmas and that throws everything off. So, so everything gets really busy. Um, and, and there's not enough off season now, uh, for a lot of people to, to do stuff. Uh, so therefore you end up, you work seven days a week. Um, you know, and, and like I said, it, it, it'll be, you know, 10 o'clock tonight before I leave here. I got to the, the race shop. I was at my fab shop earlier today, uh, worked there until two, you know, we build new cars and parts and, and everything else, midgets, sprint cars. Uh, last week we had a bunch of stuff that we had to do for, uh, customers going to the Tulsa shootout for spare parts. So, so on top of, on top of running a business that supplies racing parts to people, you know, we run a racing team on top of it. So it, it's nothing for us to work, you know, 12, 14 hour days, uh, in, in December and, and early January to get, to get everything done. Like I said, there's just not enough downtime. You know, if the racing season ended in October and you had nothing to do until Chili Bolt, man, you can just, you can breeze through it, take your time. Uh, and, you know, work a couple of late nights, but the way, the way the season's structured anymore, I mean, uh, that's all you do. You just work 24 hours a day to try to make sure everything's ready. Um, we're kind of fortunate with, um, our parts situation. We have, we have shelves with new parts sitting on it if we need it. Um, and, and as far as tires and wheels, like I said, the chili bowl, you're allowed to run uh, softer compound tires and wider wheels on the rear. So you get basically more, more tire on the ground. We can't run that stuff outdoors, but we can run it at Chili Bowl. It's legal there. So we have enough wheels and tires that, that we have stuff sitting here. Uh, so basically we just, we just mount up some new tires. We'll spend a day and mount up a bunch of new tires and balance them and groove them. And, um, but a lot of people, you know, they, they take outdoor wheels apart and put wider halves on them. And, and, you know, they gotta, they gotta build their wheels for the Chili Bowl. And then once they get done running the Chili Bowl, then they got to take all those wheels back apart, uh, put narrower halves on them, narrow them up so they can be outdoor legal. Um, so it, it, it's a little bit of work, you know? 
um, like I said, we're, we're in a fortunate situation. We have enough parts that, that we can keep chili bowl dedicated stuff and we have outdoor dedicated stuff. So it, it does save a little bit of uh, time for us. Yeah, it definitely sounds like there is no off season for you guys anymore. With That's all just amazing that you're there. All that stuff there, that there isn't, that you know, and, and uh, you know, like, um, you know, you travel and say, say if we we would have went to California for Turkey night, which ended up getting canceled this year. But, um, had we been out there, I mean, it's, two or three days just to truck back. So, you know, you're there for a week, but you're basically, you're gone another week, you know, three days to get there, three days to get home. And then, you know, when you unload, well, you just don't start working on cars. Hey, you got all this stuff to clean. You got tires to dismount. I mean, you got regular maintenance on top of that. So, so anytime you race a car, there's basically to do it right. There's about eight hours maintenance just, just on a car. So if you run, if you run three cars, you know, uh, basically on a regular night, you know, there's, there's basically three days of maintenance, uh, at the track, it speeds up, um, because you have three or four people doing it. And, um, but you're, you're just kind of hitting all the, hitting all the loose ends at the track. You know, when you get back to the shop, you, you take stuff apart, you grease hubs, spindles, stuff like that. You know, you go through everything, make sure nothing's cracked and everything's tight. Yeah, we, we kind of mentioned, uh, we talked about Trey a little bit, Emilio, and we kind of brushed on Justin Allgaier a little bit, but there's a new guy on the team and with Brendan Bright. What can you tell us about Brendan? Um, all I know is he's really a badass micro racer. Um, his brother contacted me, um, said they was going to try to run the Chili Bowl, but they just, uh, his brother had been working a bunch, and they didn't have time to get all their stuff together. And um, the last I'd seen him, I was out at Millbridge, uh, earlier in the year, and I think he was running a micro there, and he pretty much dominated the race, and something happened. He either got, I don't remember if he got, got in a wreck or, or something broke on the car, but, um, you know, it cost him the win. And um, it, I seen him at the Chili Bowl a couple years ago, and I think he, he might actually run like the C-Main or something like that, but, um, you know, he's, he's a legit driver, man. Him and him and Alex both, they're, they're good kids. Uh, I know Alex a lot more than I know Brendan, uh, and, um, like I said, Brendan, he was, he was spanking his brother at Millbridge the night I was there, you know, watching the race. So, um, you know, they're, they're both really good racers, uh, really accomplished in their field. And, um, yeah, we'll give her a go. We'll push him out on the track, see how we do. Yeah. So I, I know, <laughs> I know the main goal is obviously to win the damn race, but, uh, with four drivers, uh, relatively all different kind of backgrounds, kind of what are your kind of your low key goals for your qualifying qualifying nights. And then, then, then on Saturday night, what's, what's your goals with each driver? Well, definitely, you know, the first thing you have to get them, you get them in the show, the qualifying night. And, um, realistically, you know, obviously you want to win every time you're on the track, but a little bit of luck plays into it. Also, um, last year we had Jesse Colwell. He was, he was fast every time we got him on the track. Um, but we, we ended up, uh, getting in a wreck on our prelim night. Um, he started, uh, got in the wreck early on in the, in the feature and had to go to the back and he come back up and he was in, in a pack of, you know, about seventh, eighth place cars. And we still had a few laps to go, but, um, got caught up in another wreck and, and it kind of puts you to the back. So, so you can be, you know, have a, have a good fast car and still not be up where you need to be, you know, because just the way the cards unfold there, it's, it's like stuff happens in that building that doesn't happen outdoors. You know, everybody's super aggressive and they're on edge and, and they're always trying to force the issue. And, and, you know, maybe it only works 50% of the time. So, um, 
realistically, you know, you, you want to get all the cars in their in their preliminary night, a main first, and then you want to try to get up, you know, as close to the you know top five or whatever as you can uh, to put you in a good position. If, if you don't make the a main on your preliminary night, um, it's just a tough battle. I mean, it's it's just tough to do. You know, it, it almost puts you. If you don't make the A main on your prelim night, you're basically starting in like a, a G main on Saturday, um, and it, it just with with the cars and, and the, the teams and everything that's out there now, it's just a lot harder to go past those cars. It's not impossible, but it's it's getting close to impossible. You know, it's you can transfer through three or four or five mains, um, but when you're when you're six or seven mains away from the A main, it just keeps getting tougher. Yeah, definitely. So, it, it sounds so like definitely, you, you want it. You got to get in your A main the preliminary night, and then you want to try to be up towards the top five, and that puts you in a really good spot. You know, to where you can you can still make the A main. Um, you know, if, if you don't make it on on your prelim night, you can still um, have a good shot at making it. You know, through through a, a B or a C main on Saturday. But the trick is, you do not want to go dead on the track. I mean, that's that's just it. Um, sometimes you don't have to pass cars at Chili Bowl. You just make sure you don't go dead. The cars will back up past you. You know, I mean, if, if there's a four car pile up in front of you and you're not in it, hey, you, you just you just gain four spots. So that's uh, that's kind of the main key is make sure you're not in a wreck. Don't go dead on the track. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it definitely sounds like it's all about luck when it comes to that <laughs> that sort of shit. But I know yeah. I, I know for a fact that you know me being the the t- Trey Grop super fan that uh, Brad liked to call me out earlier on we'll we'll definitely be rooting for you and uh, i i look for good things coming out of trey i know i know that kid knows how to rip a race car and uh he should definitely be able to send it for you yep all right so with that uh, we want to wish you good luck on, at the chili bowl uh i'm sure we'll probably hopefully talk to you again once the the outdoor season kind of kicks off next year and uh i want to thank you for jumping on with us on on this tuesday night Absolutely. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good night. All right. I mean, it's no 11 car super team of uh, Keith Coons Motorsports, but uh, it sounds like Fleet definitely has his hands full. But uh, you kind of mentioned he's he doesn't. Ha- I mean, there can be too much help when it comes it's, to the, it's an the interesting insight. Yeah, there's a lot of really interesting insight into that, and just you know what it takes to kind of run the Chili Bowl with that many cars. And you know, I never thought about, it, but he had he had a great point about you know not going dead on the track. And that, you know, the, the worst thing you could do is probably is, is to get into a wreck is to stop. And, you know, especially on a prelim night, uh, and the system, you know, it, you always wonder how they can do it. And obviously, you know, it sounds like Flea is extremely organized and uh, I'm just amazed at how they can do it. I mean, I, th- I think one car is hard enough and then to do four and just kind of have that all going through your head. That's, that's a skill. That's what I was impressed about mostly was how he said he doesn't really even need to talk to his crew members. He puts a torsion bar in the cage, uh, in the back of the cage, and they know what to do with it. They put it, he leans a tire, a right rear tire against the car. They know what to do with that. And that's what I was impressed with about it. They don't even need to talk about it. Um, they have their assigned duties and they just do them. And that, so to have three people go to the chili bowl and keep four cars organized, that that's impressive. Now the real question is, uh, if he uh, leaves your seat by the car, does the driver know what to do with it? Pack up your shit, and get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's better than open up your hotel room and seeing the door, the seat leaning against your door, like it's happened uh, to a couple drivers. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, uh, kidding by all means, we're just kidding. So uh, I hope none of that actually happens to any of his drivers because uh, it sounds like he no. has a talented, uh, talented uh, field of drivers. I mean, 
Trey, obviously, you know, big sport you know, show. Um, the different levels of experience. Yeah. You yeah. know, it kind of amazed yeah. me too. You know, not not all the stuff that you got to do, you know, for but understanding where each person's at, at their level of experience. Just, wow. Blows my mind. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I can definitely use a refill. So uh, I think it's time for a break. Then we're going to be uh, joined by Matt Jewell, driver of the uh, Casey's General Store 2KS. <laughs>
All right, guys. All right. Joining us on our program now is uh, the new driver of the Casey's General Store 2KS out of Knoxville, Iowa, Matt Jewell. Matt, how are you doing on this Tuesday night? Uh, not too bad. You know, just uh, still at work yet and trying to get some things done. Leaving on a little vacation trip for tomorrow, so trying to just tie up everything before I take off. Vacation trip. Are you making the, the trip down to Tulsa to go check out the shootout this weekend? I am not. I'm actually going on a snowmobile trip out to Colorado. You just missed them, Brad. <laughs> yeah, we just returned from Estes Park, so uh, uh, it was uh, no snow up there in Estes Park. But uh, I'm sure you're gonna. You know, when we came home on I-80, the number of snowmobiles heading west to Colorado was unbelievable. Yeah, we've been kind of checking around, and uh, uh, eventually uh, we ended up going to. We're going to go to uh, Steamboat Springs, which they just got a bunch of. I think they got about 14 inches of snow last night, so. Should make it a little better. Save you the trip. We got about eight inches here, so just come on down here. You can tear up this area and <laughs> save yourself about a 14-hour drive. <laughs> hey, hey, Matt, kind of, I'm just going to jump right into uh, Octane, Inc. Uh, um, you're you're owner of Octane, Inc., and speaking of snowmobiles, you guys post a lot on social media, your your uh, um, your wraps and so forth that you you put on Octane, uh, on these snowmobiles. Uh, some of your work is amazing and how you guys do that and all the little angles and stuff. And Brandon here, he works for yeah, Harris. Yeah. Here you know, town, so. I didn't, I didn't realize that Matt owned Octane Inc. So I, I don't know if we can actually have him on the podcast. But how hard is it to wrap one of those damn little snowmobiles? <laughs> um, you know, it's actually not too bad. Cause they come, it's actually uh, it's all templated for each piece. Come templating the sled now is not too fun, but once you get everything templated, it's really not too bad. Too bad. It's uh, a lot of pieces. Takes a little time, but uh, overall, it's not too bad. It's it's all peel and stick, basically. <laughs> yep, multiple stickers. You know, <laughs> you should see my bear fridge. The none of them are level, and and they all have little air bubbles in them. So I'm I wouldn't be a good employee for either one of you. That's why we haven't hired you, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> all right so so moving on moving on the, the big news is is the, uh, you, you're kind of jumping out of your own family owned uh zero nine car and taking over the uh the casey's uh general stores 2ks uh kind of first of all how did that how did that kind of happen and then what are your guys's uh plans for the year yeah you know i mean it's gonna be a lot different for me i've been in my car since i first started racing in 2010 and uh you know, I mean, every driver eventually wants to make it and kind of, you know, drive for someone else. You know, I just kind of worked out. I've kind of got to know Troy the last couple of years, and uh, we've always kind of kept in touch. And I drove for him a couple of times there. And uh, it kind of just worked out a deal, and just the timing was kind of right. And with all the all the racing that's going to kind of happen with between Jackson, Houston, and Knoxville, um, it's just hard for any team really to do that, especially when – Teams like ours, like all my guys, have full time jobs, and uh, you know, no one does it full time, so it it makes it hard. And so, it kind of just kind of came onto agreement, and uh, yeah, I'm just super excited for this next year. I mean, it's going to be a big change for me, but I think it's going to help me even more than uh, than anything else it has in the last couple of years. Just having someone that has that much knowledge uh, is really going to help. 
Are you uh, are you going to keep the 09 race ready just in case there's a show that uh, the 2KS isn't isn't uh, going to hit and uh, you're you're ready to uh, ready to go race? So are you going to keep that 09 ready and and uh, maybe come yeah, down to yep. 80 every once in a while? Yep. So my 360 deal will be separate, um, and I'll have my equipment still sitting here. So anything like that will. And we've talked about this. There's going to be some shows that. Uh, that we won't be able to make with two KS car, but um, that I'll be able to bring out my my car. So uh, it should all work out really good. I mean, we've kind of started putting schedule together and uh, just seeing how many shows we can get in. And and uh, you know, I'd like to race as much as possible, of course. Um, and I think next year is going to be one of the years that I'll be able to race the most I've ever had. So it'd be really good for me, and uh, hopefully, we'll be. First race is marked down for uh, Arizona with Outlaws in, in March. So, wow, that's awesome. So, yeah, you're going so nice to keep, uh, you're gonna have enough to keep Dickie and Spoo uh, busy uh, so they don't get into trouble. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, Spoo is always bitten, or biting us a bit to uh, do, do stuff in the shop. Uh, i just been really busy at work and just getting through this all this holiday stuff. So he, uh, he has everything kind of torn apart and ready to get put back together and, and, uh, be able to, uh, get going here once after the first year, trying to get some, some other things kind of sorted out. But for the most part, we didn't have to get too much. We had, you know, it's kind of a weird last or last year was kind of weird for pretty much any team, but we're kind of sitting pretty good on, on inventory on everything. So it should be a pretty easy off season for us. What are some of the goals that you have uh, here for, you know, 2021? Um, you know, I know it's it's kind of opening up a, a new avenue for you, more races. Um, what are what are some things you're looking forward to? What are some of the team goals that they have? Um, you know, I mean, the biggest thing, I can't wait to get down into Troy's equipment and car is not not. So I just, I kind of grown to, really love that place there and I just feel comfortable when I race there and so I, I just can't really I can't wait for the first race of the year in Knoxville to kind of see where we are and I mean our our main goal of course is to be contending for that championship um can't let Brown just miss a couple of shows and still be able to win it so <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully have we can ra- make that tighter have you raced the 2KS at Knoxville before I know you've said in that seat a couple times but I guess my lack of memory. Yeah, but, yeah I have not there now. So, in the well, the first night out, and it wasn't too good. When I we were good, but then I, <laughs> I kind of destroyed the car. So we didn't get too many laps <laughs> together. Uh, it was very disappointing because I feel like we would have had a really good night. That was at, that was up at Jackson uh, for one of the last shows. I think like two years ago. But, okay. And then I ran. Then I ran it at Houston. And, I don't know. I used to love that place. I grew up. Well, I, I first started racing Jackson, and then I finally got to, or, you know, been able to race over at Houston. So that's sixteen. I love going to Houston, and then kind of haven't raced there for three, or four years. It seems like, and <clears throat> my first time back was a little, <laughs> a little rusty. Trying, I'm getting too big of these. I'm getting too used to these uh, half mile tracks, and between I eighty and Knoxville, it seems like all I race anymore. So it's gonna be nice to be able to get. And some short, short tracks. I mean, it's going to help me better anywhere. Just racing 
different types of tracks. So, uh, and I think that'd be really good for us. You mentioned I eighty Speedway uh, in in two thousand nineteen. You you won what? Would you win two or three races there? Uh, I think I ran. Yeah, I, ran, I won two, and then yeah, I ran second or something like that. But yeah, probably, we probably ran second at Dover. <laughs> probably a good chance of that. <laughs> Any any time well, you can beat Dover at I eighty is is a, an accomplishment. Oh, my, sure. my question is a little different. When you walked into the bank on Monday with with a handful of two dollar bills, what was the the look on Fist the teller's face? <laughs> <laughs> what so was they, the look yeah, on their face? I, they uh, they were surprised. I mean, they they know me pretty well there, and uh, I told them about the weekend, of course, and how they paid about two dollar bills, and they thought that was really cool. So I I, I thought that is always kind of cool too, as far as that that event doing the two dollar bills. I think that's pretty unique and different so i don't know well, about you no, guys. i wanted to keep them but i, need, I wanted to keep them but i, I needed the money <laughs> I, I get the whole needing the money thing but i always thought it'd be really cool just to hit the strip club up the road with those two dollar bills that's just me oh yeah oh, i've really? heard uh, i've heard of a team, i've heard of a team doing that once before <laughs> well i know the battle of jack daniels that came with it or crown royal didn't make it very far so uh at least you got the two dollar bills in the bank that's right <laughs> <laughs> well i i got a question for you from uh from uh, a fan of yeah a, a fan uh, we, we have fan submitted questions here <laughs> I, I vaguely be- <laughs> remember this but i i'm, I'm not fully uh, i don't really remember every detail uh Two years ago, after Dingus, some fan challenged you to a foot race, and uh, um, something happened, and you got upside down and hurt your elbow. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? And and mind you, a side note: uh, Matt was a a track runner in uh, college, so uh, can you tell us a little bit about that night? Did he have to call in the athletic yeah, you- trainer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, your feet don't work as good as when you when you're not really sober, but. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you didn't have to really bring this up. <laughs> yeah, it ends up, I mean, it ends up not being a good night though at all. I ended up breaking some bones in my hand and fractured my elbow <laughs> just in a, a foot race. Uh, the other guy didn't end up too well either, so we, <laughs> we both ate, ate it ate it pretty hard. And uh, yeah, that's one I probably never will get let down. Everybody seems to bring that up once in a while. So, <laughs> but didn't you race that that next night or the night after uh, after you crashed? Did you didn't you race uh, with this sore elbow and stuff? Yep. And then I ended up going. I ended up hurting still, so I ended up going into the hospital. And, and then they ended up finding out what was wrong. But there's really they wanted me to be put in a cast. So I was like, eh, that's not really going to work. <laughs> so I just wore I wore a soft cast and took it off when I erased. So yeah, well, that's truly the only story that I, she told me to ask. So uh, that's all I got for you. <laughs> that was not the question right, I thought I'll... you were going to ask, Brad. I might have to say something to her. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, we can well. throw we can throw her under the bus. I don't I don't think she listens to the show. So <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you, she does not listen to this show. So. <laughs> He's talking to listen to this one because he knows how funny this story is. <laughs> She's her, her exact words were, it's funny as shit. So, 
<laughs> yeah, everybody else besides me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to thank you guys for taking care of her so much. You guys uh, kind of look after her down there in Knoxville, even when she gets a, a little upside down there at Dingus. But uh, I appreciate you guys uh, <laughs> looking after her because – because uh, I know she she can outlast dad, and dad goes uh, pit side a little early every night. So uh, I appreciate you guys. It sounds like dad reps, earlier and earlier. throws out the red flag a lot earlier. I mean, dad probably <laughs> yeah. crashes in hot laps now. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I make it until the final bell, but I don't go to turn three and four anymore. So <sighs> you're, missing, you're missing out. That's all I got to say. You're, you're missing out. Yeah, see, I mean, you could have watched me eat it pretty hard (laughs) (laughs) you were you were passed out in bed (laughs) yeah for sure for sure well kind of getting back into this racing scene uh (laughs) on on a track yeah on the the track (laughs) what what kind of um what 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 is your schedule going to be like i know you mentioned the houston's jackson and uh and knoxville um you're going to start off the your season in arizona is that arizona speedway there at uh, that suntan valley which is phoenix i believe so i can't i'm i can't remember exactly which one it was i just know it was like the 12th and 13th of march okay um that's yeah that was just one that kind of worked i think will work for us and it's kind of more towards the start of the racing season so okay Still get some laps before you know stuff starts up here, but but mainly, I mean, our focus is going to be Knoxville to start with, and then uh, we'll be at Houston for run for points there, and then whenever Jackson has any specials there, which doesn't seem like a whole lot, but um, and it'll be interesting seeing how everything works out. So hopefully things change soon. <laughs> But uh, other than that, I think we're just going to try to hit the outlaw stuff when they're they're around. Um, the one of my bucket list races I do want to make is Bristol. So I, I think I'm going to try and race, race out there that Thursday, Friday, and then I'll have to somehow get back to Knoxville. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be an awesome to, place to race. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. I mean, I... I want it to happen. I just got to have things kind of fall into place, but, uh, but hopefully that does happen. Cause I think that'd be really neat. Yeah. Now is all the, is all the two KS stuff? Is that all four ten racing? Or are you going to mix three sixty stuff in with that? Or is that just in your own car? Nope. Yep. Uh, four ten stuff is just all two KS stuff. And then the 360 deal will be my, my car. So we'll keep them separate. So how do you like this promotional gig? I see that you delivered pizzas to a uh, retirement center there in Sioux Falls uh, wearing your Casey's uh, jacket. Uh, is that something you're comfortable with doing or is that something that uh, you're going to have to learn to like? Because uh, Casey's definitely uh, gives back to the communities that uh, that, that they're in. So uh, but I saw your tweet the other day, a couple of days ago, that you delivered pizzas. So is that something you're comfortable with doing? I mean, I love doing that. That's one thing I think it's really cool for me, um, just to be involved with such a a great company and how you know how great a company they are um, to be able to you know I don't know how to say it, promote them and uh, kind of do things like that. I mean, I'm definitely comfortable with doing it. I'm I need to get better at social media. I've never been a big social media guy. Um, I always have kind of someone take care of that. One of my guys does it or always have someone else kind of take care of that. So, I mean, that's one thing I need to 
I need to work on that myself just to help promote. I mean, it would help me in the long run anyhow and uh, be good for me. So I'm definitely comfortable for it and uh, glad to be part of, you know, someone like with a company like that and some of their other sponsors too. And Jersey Freeze, I think uh, it'd be kind of cool. I know. I like some ice cream, so yeah. <laughs> I, know, I, yeah. I haven't had it for a while. Well, you you can deliver so, uh, pizzas here at the Quick Time Studio anytime, so we'll we'll, we'll take yeah. them off your hands. Yeah, you can't go wrong with pizza. pizza. No, definitely not. But yeah, no, I think it'll be. I mean, it's something I'll need to learn more about and uh, just kind of do a better job at that. And you know, kind of already started with it, so it'll be be fun for me. Yeah, definitely. If if you need any tips, I'm sure uh, Brian Brown can give you a give you a. a yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's probably the best at it. So definitely, definitely be looking at what he does. <laughs> yeah, Brian's definitely out there with the social media, and, and by far he he's the greatest by rattling off all all of his sponsors every time you get him on the phone or on an interview. Yeah. And you know he's not always honest because he actually told us that we do a good job on this podcast. So uh, <laughs> um, I, I I know that he's not always honest. Liar. <laughs> he's never listened to the show because if he did, he'd turn it off. Yeah, yeah. All, right. All right, this is getting out of control. Yep, definitely. Brad Brad's uh, Brad, Brad's already jumping the cushion and getting ready to throw out the red flag. <laughs> I don't have to park the van in the garage tonight, so I'm good. So. Uh, Hey Matt, uh, we really appreciate your time. I know you got to get uh, get everything packed up and ready to go to, for your uh, snowmobile trip. Uh, that sounds like an awesome weekend that you're going to have. But uh, really appreciate you coming on the show, and uh, good luck to you and the Two KS Motorsports team. And uh, I've got to know Troy a little bit over the years, and uh, I, I'm sure that his knowledge that he has with uh, with sprint car racing, and then for sure at Knoxville, uh, is just going to just going to have a lot of good things for you this uh, in 2021. Yeah, I think so too, and I'm excited for it. So I'm glad uh, I'm glad I was able to be on the show with you guys, and hopefully we can do it again. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for jumping on with us. All right. Hey, uh, um, quick time karma usually um, works pretty quickly, so uh, um, maybe that opening night will be a win for you. So uh, just good luck to you. All right, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot, Matt. All right, Thank thanks, you, man. Matt. All right, we'll see. All right, that was Matt Jewell joining us. Uh, sounds like you know he might be making that. I, I want to say it's the Winter Heat Series. Is that what they're calling that race? Or where? where that's, they, yeah, uh, that's in January. That? Oh, that's in that's January. in January. So he's got. That's a different race. Okay. That might might even be Tucson. I don't. I don't know. I would have to look at the World of Outlaws schedule. And I see. have no clue. It's it's yeah. yeah. It's December and there's six inches of snow out in my driveway, so <laughs> I have no clue what's going on right now. That's awesome that they're going to start out in Arizona though. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, uh, let's kind of move on here. Uh, Brad has <laughs> Brad has a little bit more news of. Uh, it sounds like the uh, PA Posse has a new member. Yeah, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi! It's Posse, Posse, Posse. Oi, oi, oi! That was no. a tweet from our friend Ross Weiss. This is probably old news, but uh, Kerry Madsen uh, found a home. Uh, he he was out of the big game motorsports car, and uh, but he found a new home in the uh, uh, 24 car that Lucas Wolf was driving the last three or four years. The the Barshinger number 24, he's going to be driving that car in in Pennsylvania this next year full time. So uh, Kerry's moving out there. He's going to be posse, uh, an, an Aussie posse, and, uh, and we'll see what he can do there. Uh, Kerry loves the big tracks, and there's nothing but big tracks out there in Pennsylvania. So yeah, he's uh, fast on those. I'm sure there'll be some good things happen out of suit that. Suit him really well, I think. I agree. I agree. Definitely. 
So, uh, kind of, kind of, I guess this is kind of news. I don't know if it's been officially announced yet, but uh, we kind of mentioned uh, a couple weeks ago that our friend Justin Zotch was leaving the uh, the Dirt Monthly magazine, and I haven't heard it yet. But I guess uh, Dirt Monthly is no more. I guess they have gone out of business, and it's as official as of of now. I guess. Yeah. But it sounds like Justin and uh, I can't remember his name here real quick. Um, Justin and one of the other guys I was working with them. I'm trying to read the email here real quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, click, click, scroll, scroll. Yeah. Adam, yeah, it, Adam Cornell, Cornell, Adam Cornell, there you go. uh, has kind of taken the reins and kind of formed a new magazine, uh, dirt empire magazine. So it sounds like they're kind of, kind of, kind of do what kind of dirt monthly was doing. They're going to focus on all sorts of racing. It doesn't matter if it's stock cars, late models, sprint cars, Go karts! They're gonna try to cover it all. So it sounds like there's gonna be a new magazine coming out here. So uh, that's awesome that Justin's kind of found a new uh, project, passion project, so to speak. Uh, uh, I talked to Justin a little bit today via email, and he's gonna come on the show here in the next couple of weeks and kind of give us a little bit more of, about Dirt Empire. Yeah, they're looking to do something a little di- different than uh, normal racing magazines. I know that they're really trying to aim kind of. Uh, he was saying about the short attention span, you know, kind of quick hits, uh, a lot of real dynamic, you know, photography and oh, uh, man, short articles. <laughs> dynamic yeah. and photography. Yeah, dynamic. No, no, not me. <laughs> I'll push the slider up in Lightroom. Um, so. <laughs> a 100. <laughs> big vignette. <laughs> but, um, but uh, you know, it's a, uh, it, you know, it looked like kind of trying to make it a little more of, uh, say, maybe a magazine, a print magazine for kind of that. Uh, the old school kind you know, of. Internet, yeah, kind of that for that internet generation, as it were, you know, it's kind of used to that hit, uh, quick hits, you know, short digestible bits. And so it, it's a new, it's a new um, approach. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I, I wish good things for him. I know Justin was great to deal with when i worked at eagle raceway uh dirt monthly has been a, a really good publication and it's it's the kind of thing that circle track racing needs um so I, i'm excited I, i'm curious to have them on and see what it's like yeah i'm i'm a little skeptical because print print magazines are just it's print news anymore is is just it's just really hard to come by i mean they it's really hard to survive and where one magazine folds, the next one begins. It's, uh, it's, it's. You you wonder if it if it's got a lot of uh, got a life in it, but uh, but the way he's going to do it with the short the short clips and the short uh, stories and short attention span thing, uh, it's got a really good chance, I think, because uh, I like like I um, like you said, short attention span. That's what everybody's got, and everybody's developing it more and more all the time. I mean, I know when I open up an email and it's really long, I just delete it. I don't read it. So <laughs> I'm just as guilty yeah. as anybody else. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm really I, I'm excited for Justin. He's a great guy. He's given me some chances uh, when I was a, um, a fake photographer. And so uh, good luck. Bow photographer. Right? Bow photographer. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I hope it really works out for him because, uh, yeah, we, we need print magazines for, for the sprint car world and and hopefully this uh, this takes off for him. Yeah, and I know there's going to be a digital component to it too. It sounds like they're going to be shooting for eight issues a year, and they're going to go to a, a monthly uh, program during the summer months. So during the race season, you're going to get a monthly magazine. But uh, it sounds like their focus is definitely going to be on the uh, the di- the digital presence. So uh, 
kind of like kind of like what Dirt Monthly was at the end of its life. So I mean, it was pretty cool to be able to just log on and see the magazine on your computer and just kind of scroll through it. And on some of the you know magazines I subscribe to, there is kind of that hybrid presence. And um, I think you know by getting a good product and getting something in front of somebody, it's uh, I, sometimes it's easier to just grab the magazine than it is to go Google it, even as quick as Google is. And there still is that you know quality of holding something in your hand and having it in there. So I think if you can make those magazines look or more kind of like a archival piece that's something that you can pull up you know five ten years later and go oh man look at that there's the you know this article on that guy or there's this story this picture of this guy that was really cool i i think it um has a chance it's it's an interesting it's a different world but um print still exists but you just can't do it the way you used to do it i i agree i i uh, am a subscriber to a, a a beer brewing magazine and you get a digital copy of it as well as print copy and I have never logged on to their website to view their 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 website magazine. I, I like to have it in my hand and look through it. And you can look through it on Monday. You can go back on Friday and look through it again. I, I really like having the, the magazine in my hand as opposed to going online and, and looking at stuff that way. So, uh, um, yeah, I really, I really hope that it all works out for Justin and, uh, and their new endeavor. Yeah, I, I, I like the online edition just because I can uh, screen grab stuff and uh, be like, hey, look, I got a photo in this magazine. So uh, <laughs> it's a little bit easier to do it that, that way than having to take a photo of the uh, the actual print magazine. But, uh, you know, it's all about those Facebook likes. What's the name of the magazine again? Uh, Dirt Empire Magazine. Dirt Empire. So uh, you can find more information on that at DirtEmpireMagazine.com. Uh, they're starting a Facebook page, so just kind of just search in the Facebook search bar at Dirt Empire Magazine, and you'll be able to find that their their Facebook page pretty easily. Well, there's really not a lot of racing going on uh, except for tonight's the kickoff of uh, the practice night yeah, of practice the, uh, the shootout. Yeah. Uh, the shootout. Uh, yeah, practice the Tulsa shootout is uh, going on right now. I think they're getting ready to wrap up here pretty soon, but it sounds like racing is ready to kick off at. Uh, 9 a.m. tomorrow, so yeah, Central Standard Time. Yep. So it's going to be a long day of racing. You can catch all that action on Flow Racing. Uh, you know, I wasn't going to put this out there, but there's been a lot of talk about uh, the Chili Bowl broadcast and uh, on how you can watch it and whatnot. And I mean, I don't get how these. I don't. I don't want to be negative here, but I don't get how these idiots can not understand this concept. Monday through Saturday up to the C-Main, it's on Flow Racing. You have to have a Flow Racing subscription to watch it. Pretty simple. 150 bucks a year is easy to do. I mean, it's it's right there. You can watch every lap up to the C-Main on Saturday night. Once Saturday night rolls around on that C-Main, they're going to switch to MAV-TV. I don't get the the whole confusion of, I got to have this, I got to have that. I mean, they, they laid it out pretty simple. It's just people that don't have MAV-TV are pissed they can't watch But the, the thing is... <laughs> Here's my Chili Bowl hack. You don't have Map TV, all right? I get it. There's not a lot of cable companies that carry Map TV, but YouTube TV does. Uh, this Fubu TV streaming service does. Sling TV carries it. You can sign up for their free trial. Sign up that Saturday. Watch your Chili Bowl. Cancel on Sunday. There you go. That's what this guy's going to do because uh, I usually get a gang together and we go to Brewski's and 
and hang out and drink beers and watch uh, have a good hamburger and watch them watch them uh, racing. But they always have a damn football game on, so you can't hear any audio. Well, because of COVID and a lot of other things, this cowboy is going to turn it in on his TV, and we're going to have audio. We're going to have beers. We're going to have whatever I want to cook, and that's going to be a perfect night of racing. So we're all going to Bratz, and Jason, you better bring some wings. <laughs> yeah, I, can do I didn't know i didn't know mav tv was on uh youtube tv yep youtube tv you have to get their sports i have youtube tv you have oh to, you gotta get sports pack you gotta get the sports package but like i said i mean yeah. when you sign up for a free trial for a month yeah when you sign up for a free trial you can sign up for everything on that free, on on their packages so I mean, we'll that's sign up a burner account. Yeah, exactly. Make a fake email address. <laughs> I, you know, I don't advocate this type of behavior, but that's something that <laughs> someone could theoretically do. Theoretically, yes, but I mean, at the same time, and if he wants to, I mean, uh, Map TV does have a their own. Uh, it's not Map TV, but Lucas Oil TV is right. essentially Map TV. So you can sign up for their year service. And get the chili bowl that way on their streaming service. I have Luke, I the Lucas Oil TV app. I don't do the whole year; I just do it monthly. But I mean, there you can watch. I mean, it's it's basically Map TV. I mean, it's not live Map TV, but you get to watch all their on demand episodes and all that sort of stuff. But if you want to watch the Chili Bowl live, like I said, you can make that burner account and get one of your free trial subscriptions, or pay the. 60 bucks a year for Lucas Oil TV. I, I'm not exactly sure on their, their pricing, but well, that's what it would cost not, you for like some pay per view. Yeah, it's it's not terrible. I mean, you catch ASCS. Yeah. And if you look at what like uh, Racing Boys on their pay per view broadcast, what they did the past year, if you bought the whole week of Chili Bowl, you're paying for your flow subscription, you're paying for that yearly of uh, Lucas Oil TV. So if you want to watch all the nights of Chili Bowl, you spend your 100, 200 bucks. Let's just say that's what their pay-per-view cost last year. You spend your 200 bucks, you get a whole year of flow racing, which includes now includes ASCS, all USAC. God knows, oh. you know, you get 15 races a night, basically. From- well, not to mention there's tracks starting to migrate over to flow racing, too. Um, yeah. Aforementioned Port City. You know, you can watch micros. You can watch. They're just, yeah. I, the flow racing's worth it for USAC alone. Oh yeah, definitely. It's it's the best hundred fifty dollars I spend all year long. So, I I just don't get all the bitching and complaining about. Well, I got to have this, got to have that to watch or watch a race. I mean, it's it's the world we live in. I mean, it absolutely, only going to be on ESPN anymore, right? You know, it, it, it's not free. Have, yeah, yeah. Everything's going to be free and hand delivered to you, and it just. It's not always the case. So it, it's cheaper than I've been at Chili Bowl several times. It's cheaper than driving down there, hotels, food, tickets, and everything. Plus, at the end of the night, Saturday night, you're in your bed in 10, 15 minutes and you're sleeping like a teddy bear. So, I mean, uh, crap, for not, what you spend in beer. It's not, <laughs> you know, it's, you I know it's beer. not like it's live. Live no. is, is awesome, but hell, uh, this is the, the, the next best thing. So, no, for sure, we're at this. Oh, and Mav TV. Yeah, I just, I just don't get it. And they, the Chili Bowl has done an excellent job of getting all the information out to people. I just don't get how people don't understand it and be like, I mean, even today I saw a post on, on you know, and tag the Chili Bowl. Is there broadcaster information anywhere? 
I, I just don't get it. It's <laughs> been named numerous amounts of times. I don't want to be negative, but sometimes as, as fans the kids are fucking that, stupid. As the kids that eat Tide Bots tell me, Google it. You know, I mean, it's it's right out there. I, I don't get it. It's well, it, it's the same. It as, amazes me how many people ask those kind of questions. I'm, I'm well, sorry, it, just it's that the, way. It's the same every week in racing season. Hey, what time do the pit gates open at X Raceway? The same time go, they have all year long. Yeah, or go to the how website and it? find out. Speaking <laughs> of websites, I didn't bring this up, but Matt Jewell has not updated his website since 2019. I mean, come on, oh. Matt. Come on. <laughs> Come on, man! But I, I, I just, I, I just don't, I don't get it. I mean, so it's it's the times we live in now. The information's and, out there. You just got to do your yeah. little part to look Inst- for it. Instant gratification. Now, now, I will throw some of this back on some tracks because some tracks do a terrible job of updating their sites, updating their feeds, updating their social media. You know, they all think, well, are you going to come to so-and-so-track.com? No, people ain't going there anymore. You know, get your social media updated. Get your Facebook updated. Yes, you got to do a Facebook post. You got to do a tweet. You got to do an Instagram post. You got to do a Snapchat if you're into that. It's the price of admission these days. It's what you do. And, And that's what, you know, that's what gets me anymore is like, no. But I don't want to do four posts. Find an app that does them cross post them yeah there's, there's, there's how to apps do out there that post the same thing on every social yep. media site this is the game you gotta play and that's where we're at in 2021 you know i'm a 50 year old sure. man and i know that <laughs> god damn you old motherfuckers yeah. <laughs> all right so that that was our uh the the uh, peter Rant. peter griffin grinds my gear edition <laughs> of the show so uh, with that being said, I want to thank everybody for jumping on with us tonight. Uh, next week, I think it's going to be pretty cool. I think we're going to do our Chili Bowl picks, kind of fill out our Chili Bowl platform. Uh, I don't know if we're going to have an official entry since we're recording on Tuesday. We, we might try to get together a little bit beforehand and uh, put together when are an they, official. When are entries due? Uh, I think they are due before the first race on Monday. I think with Chili Ugh. Bowl moving to Monday now. So we might have to get together over the weekend. I mean... We hell, we might be. I think in, we, so. had a, we had we had a quick time podcast entry in. Yep. Somehow so, we're gonna have to look at that out. So I mean, we I think all three of us could get together and and put an entry in, and then just kind of go over our entry on Tuesday night when we record. So uh, hopefully, Wikipedia shit. No, next week is the week before the Chili Bowl, so we're still good. Yeah, we we still got yeah, time. Shit. So I think I think we're going to try to get Wikipedia on on next week too. And in ten uh, years from now, the Chili Bowl will be run right after Christmas. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't see why not. I mean, let's go yeah. racing, boys. And it's it, thirty it, days of the Chili Bowl. It kind of sucks. It seems like every time we have a good idea for a host, somebody picks him up before us. Uh, I just listened to Wikipedia's podcast on Open Red today. Of course, and and it's like shit. How are we going to top it? What what questions are we, we going to ask that? That Ross didn't ask on on the Open Red podcast, but Ryan is a hot we, dog we, sandwich. <laughs> but hey, hey, here's the thing: I don't listen to Open Red. Sorry, Ross. Uh, <laughs> oh, I mean, okay. Let come me, on, let me man, put I it, like Open Red. I, I do like Open Red. I listen to it, but I don't listen to it before our show. I don't listen to it every week. So I mean, I catch up. There's there's times where I do like kind of like a Netflix series. I'll binge listen to episodes, right? And yeah. you know, you mentioned that uh, Flea. I I texted him on. Saturday, I think it was, 
and he had two uh, two podcasts to do during the week. So yeah, on Monday, I so. I listen when I have time. So like today, I listened to the, to our last podcast, and uh, then it two wasn't of the any good. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was good. It was us. It was good. I think we do a good job. I also listened to Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s podcast too. That's always a really good one too. We need to get him on the show. Yeah. Good luck with that. Just just keep throwing the fires out there. After, you know, kind of is sort of an end of the year sort of thing. We want to thank everybody that has listened to us this year. Uh, And I want to send a shout out to, you know, Brandon, who who does a lot of the legwork on this podcast um, a lot, the editing, you know, he's got that thing edited. Um, there was no editing. You know, <laughs> well, I didn't say how much. I just said you did just it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Copy paste. But you know, uh, for the ideas, getting this rolling, Brad has been a fantastic host for the, so many episodes. The beer, um, the beer, beer is provider. amazing. <laughs> I mean, that's how lucky we are. So, um, so eat your heart out, folks. Um, Open Red ain't got no beer like Brad. So, nope. absolutely. Um, drinking there, actually, there's I'm not an official a, Quick Time beer out there or Open Red beer. I'm just saying. There, yeah. I'm drinking a Quick Time cream ale right now. So, speaking of the Quick Time cream ale, I, I, it's in the works. I have not officially got it done yet, but I'm getting Brad a tap handle for the Quick Time. Oh beers. my. So that's always on tap at the the IB Brew House. So, oh, yep. So it's going to have race fans. Own, if we ever, when we get the Outlaws back to I eighty Speedway, and if we're safe as far as COVID goes, when the garage doors open, the brewery's open. So come on over, and we're going to tailgate before we go. Uh, drive safely, of course. Uh, maybe we can get a party bus or something like uh, hey, that. Hey, you wrecked your van sober. I don't know if I'm right. <laughs> True that. <laughs> you guys can't all fit in the little tomato I got. So, <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, we have will will hopefully we'll have a shindig uh, this summer, and uh, then we'll head out to I-80 and watch the Outlaws. I guess that's in the fall, but uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah, racing season's just around the corner, so we'll 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 get some stuff going on and. Like I said, there's plenty of races coming up, races coming up here in the area, so uh, there's going to be no shortage of contact for, content for us if I could actually. Talk, yeah, so. and you know, fans, again, thank you for those who listen to us and you know, those at least click on us and give us the listen. And uh, it just, I just really appreciate it. It's and all the guests that have come on, um, you know, have just you know been willing to help out. Just uh, three guys and some microphones and. Uh, making it work and you know they've done well and and we've gotten a little uh we've gotten some uh, acclaim I'll, I'll call it acclaim or you know just a little notice yeah some head some nods some people that and, we don't uh, even but we know, really think, know about our podcast so that's, that's yeah cool, and we so. you know those drivers and that like i said everybody from world of outlaws champions to you know racing you know local legends and that it's it's been fantastic and i, I just want to send a shout out and a thank you to to everybody it's been up it's it's a lot of fun and um, it's made it really enjoyable for us. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. It's kind of been a dream between uh, Brandon and and Jason. You guys have been talking about this for about two years and and trying to get me on board. And I we I just wanted always, beer. Yeah, I always we, could we not commit. <laughs> <laughs> I always could not commit to a weekly show, and so we kept putting it off and kept putting it off. Well, then you two kicked it off. And then you said, "Hey, how about a guest guest showing on the show?" And I'm like, "Sure, why not?" 
And here, lo and behold, so that, three that peas in a pod. Has been uh, episode thirty now. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are, is that really? We've had thirty. Shows? I, I think we're about to thirty. I, I kind of stopped wow. labeling the numbers just because I can't count that high. Can't count to thirty. <laughs> but it's Ran impressive. Out of and toes. It's a great time. It's a lot of fun. I hate to listen to myself talk. So when I listen to the podcast myself, I hate listening to me. I stutter. I stammer. Uh, but uh, we've had some really good guests. We've had some a good time uh, on this podcast, and hopefully, we can only do better and build it up a little bit more for twenty twenty one. Yeah, I think that's the ultimate goal is just you know keep getting more listens. And I mean, we already got racetracks that like us, so I, I don't think they listen to it because if they listen to it, they wouldn't <laughs> like us so much. But I mean, we try not to talk negative on any particular racetrack or driver or anything like that, but. At the same time, we're going to call it as we see it. So if something's yeah. messed up, we're we'll call it out there. What, we're not going to say what it isn't. You know, if it is, if it's something, we'll we'll say it and uh, we'll give props and we'll take our lumps if they if need be. You know, if we were wrong, we'll, we'll admit it. At what time do we start accepting uh, sponsorships? If anybody Our partners, wants, if marketing any, partners, yeah. If anybody <laughs> wants to sponsor this shit show, by all means. I'll take it now. <laughs> I'll even deliver a pizza for you. Yeah. Matt Jewel will deliver the pizza. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So with that being said, I want to thank everybody for jumping on this edition of Quick Time, the podcast. Uh, like I said, next week should be pretty fun. Uh, Chili Bowl week coming up. So uh, Chili Bowl is always one of my favorite events of the year. I'm just kind of bummed out that I'm not going. Uh, so... I'll make sure I catch all hey. all the action on Flow Racing. Actually, I have uh, last year's uh, Chili Bowl on Flow Racing going on right now on the TV. So, uh, yeah. All I got to say is go to hell 2020. Welcome 2021. What if 2020 was just a trailer for 2021? Well, like they say, 2020 is turning 21 next year. So the shit show is going to get worse. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to be an optimist. And uh, onward and upward, we're going to have a lot of fun in 2021. Yep, it can't get any. I don't think it can get any worse. I've said uh, the light at the end of the tunnel is coming, but right now it's a train. Just wait for it to come by, (laughs) then we're we're ready to go. All right. So with that, we're rambling. Yep. Yeah. Everybody, I want to thank you all for jumping on with us, and we will catch everybody on the flip side. 